Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Still a few more days until your silver and black are back in action when they take on the Washington Wizards to continue their rodeo road trip. So between then and now, let's talk about something that I think is on the, um, the mind of Spurs fans right now is what to expect when the season begins. What do you want to see from this silver and black team uh, for the stretch run of the season? Playoff push, play in push, something else, and also be catching you up with some news and notes. And to do that and more, I am joined by a guy that we missed here at Lockdown Spurs. I know the fans missed him because he got messages about it too. He is Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Joe, we missed you, buddy. Glad to have you back. Oh, I'm glad to be back. You know, I've just been really busy working on things, a, a lot of things actually behind the scenes. So thanks for having me back on. Yo, we missed you, man. Oh, I'm I'm sure, you know, I'm everybody too. I just I've just been extremely busy. Extremely busy working on a lot of good things. Uh and I hope to share those with you guys uh coming up here shortly. All right. Uh make sure to follow Joe Garcia on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. He shares a lot of his uh I guess your side interest because you have that 3D printer and you've been making a lot of good stuff with that printer. Yeah, I've been trying to do some more things as I get better and I start learning it more and more. I try to make, you know, some some stuff and hopefully I can start now, you know, printing some things out to give away and have fun with, uh, you know, giving back to the fans who've been so gracious to me, you know. So I really appreciate the the support and, you know, just it's fun making things, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe when you come through San Antonio, make you something as well. Yeah, I, I like that little wallet you made me. Uh, it has a little spring at the bottom that pops out your cards. That was pretty cool. That was real cool. Yeah, those are when you want to go light, you know? You don't want to carry a bulky wallet. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good for a night of drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's dive into it. Uh, Joe's a busy man, as you just heard right now, so we don't take up too much of his time. Uh, Joe, the Spurs will get back in action later on this week uh, to start the stretch run slash the second half of their season. Joe, from players to maybe the team, you know, is there what what are a few things that you want to see in the final remaining games from the San Antonio Spurs club. A little bit more consistency. I think that's the lack, uh, uh, you know, the thing that the team's actually been lacking throughout the season is, is consistency. Uh, you want to see primarily the consistency out of the younger core, you know, and unfortunately they've been plagued with inconsistent play and that's due to them not having a lot of experience, but if they can be a little bit more consistent, even though they don't win a whole lot of games, I think that's a win because it shows that this team is growing and they're going to be set up, you know, to even do bigger and, and greater things possibly next season by getting a little bit more consistent. Another thing is they need to be, <laughs> they need to learn how to close out games, Jeff, mm-hmm. uh, especially in that fourth quarter. Uh, you can't say enough <laughs> missed opportunities, you know, yeah. enough about the missed opportunities, especially in that fourth quarter. They just, again, it has to do with consistency and being able to make better decisions with the ball, especially during crunch time. You can't go through three minutes or four minutes, you know, of not being able to knock down shots. And it comes to just simple, fundamental basketball. Um, And that's all they need to do is just learn how to close out quarters. And they need to learn to shoot the three ball a little bit better. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what I'd like to see, you know, as far as areas of growth. They're, They're not you know, bottom of the league, like they were, um, mm-hmm. let's say the prior season, they've gotten a little bit better, but you want to see them, you know, be able to, 
capitalize on those open three-point opportunities that they seem to not capitalize on a lot, Jeff. It's a head-scratcher because you're wide open at times and you still can't knock down that three ball. So if they could knock down some of those shots, maybe they give themselves a better opportunity to win games. Yeah, you know, you look at that uh, consistency thing and closing out thing. I went to the Spurs-Chicago game in Chicago, and, you know, they were leaving the Bulls in their gym. Just DeMar DeRozan took over, and they couldn't close the deal. The Spurs couldn't maintain their lead, and you saw it evaporate. They get the L. And we've seen that a lot this season. Now, the good news is, Joe, they're getting a little better at it, but they're still not elite level. They're still not where they need to be to end teams. How many times have we seen that? with Popovich after the wins or losses saying like, if it's a win and they're ahead they're like, he's like, okay, we were able to maintain play 48 minutes. If they lose, what do they, what does Pop usually say? Well, you know, we, we could have get it done in that fourth quarter. I mean, it's simply just, that's the way it is. You know, they're just young and they're getting better. But Joe, I, I look at this thing that you, you, you said right now about being consistent. You know, do, 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 why do I feel like that's still going to be an issue because this is still a very young team, Joe. They, you know, they jettisoned, they traded Derek White. He was your quote unquote veteran of the team. Um, they bring in a new guy, you know, although he's an NBA vet, Josh Richardson, but you know, he's still getting used to the Spurs system. Do you think you might see a little bit more inconsistency when the season resumes? I think that's exactly probably what um fans are going to expect. You know, you're going to see that inconsistent play still rear its ugly head. But it's it's just con- indicative of of what's going on right now with this team. They're they have a young core, and again, you know, they just don't have a heck of a lot of experience. You do have some veterans uh, that have been, you know, added to the team. You have you know Dejounte, for example, um, you know, and some of the other players, Zach Collins as well. You know, you know, they're more of a veteran player. Um, Keldon Johnson, I guess you could say at this point, isn't a, a a rookie by any means, you know, but still, you know, he doesn't have as much experience as one DeJounte does. So with the lack of experience, you're going to see that inconsistent play again, making boneheaded moves, you know, mm-hmm. in the open yep. court or trying to force the issue. And then it goes into a, a, a turnover, you know, that goes the other way for an easy dunk layup, um, you know, those sorts of things. Just lo- it's the the little things that they need to, you know really lock in here and with that lack of experience the only way that it's going to get better is you got to just keep on playing through it you got to learn you got to go through these tough losses and unfortunately the growing pains is what's really irritating the Spurs fans but it's the nature of the beast and I expect when they come back you know and play this Friday um, you're going to see that still you know hopefully they can you know learn to close out the fourth quarter and and maybe get a dub I believe they're playing the Wizards uh, this Friday so that would be a good test for them. You know, how how are you going to go ahead and refocus yourself after you've had the NBA All-Star Weekend occur? Because a lot of these players like to go out, go and have some R&R, which is fine. You know, they de- rightfully so. They deserve it. You know, it takes a toll on the body. You want to go out and have some fun. Maybe go to Cancun, you know, go go on the beach somewhere in, you know, Florida or something. Yeah. And just relax. And that's good for your mental state of being. Now you got to kind of recharge here, refocus and come out and perform. And I hope that they can go ahead and get a win against the Wizards because the rest of the schedule is pretty jarring here. You know, to end out the road road trip to Mm -hmm. play the Memphis Grizzlies, you got to stay focused. So it all starts on Friday. You know, Joe, you know, I'm I'm listening to your list, your three things you want to see. Here here are my three things. I want to get your reaction to this. Let's start off with the first one here. One, make a play in our playoff push. 
I wouldn't mind seeing this team make a play-in t- uh, scenario game or actually go beyond that and make the playoffs. DeJounte Murray flat out said it at the All-Star game, saying they want a playoff push before he was traded. Derek White said the same thing. Devin Vassell openly said, "We're you know, they're playing for the playoffs. You know, Joe, I heard your three things that you want to hear, but here, here's a few things that I want to see, you know, in the second half of the season from the Silver and Black. One, I wouldn't mind seeing them make the play-in tournament or even a playoff spot. Devin Vassell said they this team wants to make the playoff playoffs. There's no such thing as a play-in. DeJounte Murray said at the All-Star game before he was traded. Derek White said this team is gunning for a playoff spot. Joe, I think this would do well for them in their development. And the last time they were in the play-in game, it was DeMar and Rudy Gay that led them. The, you know, the, the young guys really deferred to those two veterans. I like to see them this young core in that type of scene and that type of atmosphere in a pressure game, like a play in game or a pressure pl- series, like a playoff. And I don't care if they get smashed up by the Suns or the warriors or whoever's at the top of the, of the West. I would like, to, I think this will help their development. Joe, your thoughts. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Price Picks. Price Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we all know you will too. Look, it's easy to use. You pick two to five players, and over and under on the projections, you go in up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and it's that easy. Price Picks is safe, offers fast withdrawals, and you can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. PricePix has a variety of options. You can pick any prop you can think of. Points scored, rebounds, even steals. Mixed sports entries are allowed. And PricePix doesn't just offer NBA. They have options on the college basketball scene, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. For a limited time, PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. You get $50 for free if a player in your first PricePix entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer. Available to Locked On fans. Sign up today. Use code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Yes, it'll help the development, but what's gonna, is it going to really make the team any better for the future? That's my biggest mm-hmm. concern. You know, if you're going to go ahead and just flirt with getting into the playing, you know, tourney, possibly being what, a 10th seed, you got to. You got to play to get in, you know, what are they really playing for at that point? Other than just moral victories, you know, yeah. I mean, you want to go ahead and, and build this team for the future while it'd be, you know, great for Spurs fans to see this team go into a play in style tourney, you know, at the end of the day, it's not going to help their chances when it comes to the NBA draft lottery that's coming up, you know, yeah. and if they do get into the play in tourney, there go your chances for a top five pick, you know, you're probably mm-hmm. going to be looking at, 10 or 11 or even dropping down a little bit, you know, more than that. Um, and that's not going to really help the team in the long run. You know, you're, you're just playing for the possibility of trying to move on. And we know that this team just doesn't quite have the, the firepower to do that. So it's probably going to be an L and they're done, you know, one and done they're out. Um, so me, honestly, I mean, at the end of the day, I would rather them miss the tourney so they can get a, a better chance of getting a top five pick and possibly getting a franchise a franchise changing player um, and move forward with that. I mean, I, 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 like I said, Jeff, I mean, 
let's be honest with ourselves. If they really do get into that play-in game, they'll probably wind up getting bounced, you know, in that in that game. I mm. mean, it's, it's a moral victory, you know, but there's a lot of things that you can go and look at, you know, even though you might not make the play-in tourney, where you started and where you finished at the end of the season. If Coach Pop goes ahead and tells the team, very, you know, I'm sure he's going to say it, he's going to be very proud of them. And he likes the growth that he's seen. He's even said so himself. You know, the team is growing. Um, it just not, might not translate into a ton of wins. So you have that double-edged sword. You play. Do you play for the playing tourney? Or do you kind of, you know, try and, and win but still lose games and, and get a top mm-hmm. five pick? Which do you want, Jeff? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And for me, Joe, it changed when uh, Brian Wright made all those moves. Uh, to acquire draft assets. You know, right now I'm cheering. You should be cheering. Everybody should be cheering for L's for the Raptors in Boston. <laughs> you want them to lose. So this person get a higher pick. Then they got their own draft pick. Then they got all that money. And I think they have a war chest now where let's just say, you know, they make the play in or the playoffs. They can possibly move up now with those assets they have, you know, flip some of these young guys. Yeah, I think that's still on the table. You still got to think about flipping some of these young guys they have on the roster right now if it nets you a megastar or an all-star level player that's already established in the league. Um, And that, to me, changed, you know, again, when I saw the moves made. So what? You make the play-in, the playoffs, and you get out of the top 10. But you still have three first-round picks that you can play with. You can move up. You can trade down for more picks. You can flip for an established star. Joe, does that change how you look at this, the whole, you know, tank versus playoffs, you know, debate? It does and it doesn't. You know, at the end of the day, you look to see the quality of players that we have here. And we have a lot of works in progress. Now, a lot of these players, not everyone's going to go ahead and pan out. As we take a hard look here, and, and I think Spurs fans have come to the realization that Maybe Lonnie Walker isn't a good fit for this team. You know, it might yeah. be time for him and the Spurs to kind of part ways and let Lonnie go ahead and, and seek out free agency. And it looks like the Spurs, you know, at, at some point in time might go ahead and say, you know what, with Primo kind of coming into his own a little bit, you know, and showing some great promise here, maybe Lonnie is expendable, you know, and you want to go ahead and bring Primo in and give the kid a chance next season. Um, and that's the thing, you know, that you have to look you have to look at as a Spurs fan and also as a, you know, pop in the front office are, are going to look at the team and gauge how well they're doing and, and what pieces are going to remain here with the team and what assets might be tradable, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it's a, it's a tough decision because you look at this team across the board and you have DeJounte, you have Keldon, you have Zach Collins, Yaka Portal, you know, and you even have Devin Vassell, you know, all, all these players have looked like solid additions, you know, and you have your rookies, you know, you have Wieskamp, you have uh, Devontae Kaycock, you have Josh Primo, you know, playing in the G League. And then, they, you know, they're bringing Primo and he's getting a little bit more minutes here as we're getting near the end of the season. But you still don't have enough firepower. You know, I know you want to play the long game, but if you want to win, you also have to go out there and get some other pieces uh, to go ahead and kind of complement what you already have. I think right now the Spurs are, are looking at that, right. You know, and it's going to all boil down to moves that are going to be made in this off season. If you let 
Lonnie go, Jeff, you still have some money and you open up some cap mm-hmm. space. You can go ahead and yeah. add some more pieces to complement the, the, the solid uh, pieces that you have right now. And hopefully that'll translate into a little, you know, a couple more wins. And instead of just playing for the playing tourney, you can yeah. actually be a solid six or seventh seed, you mm-hmm. know? So, I mean, those are all decisions that the Spurs are going to have to make. And unfortunately, I think they're going to, you know, some of these fans might have to say goodbye to some players that they kind of yep. become enamored with. You know, it, it, it's the nature of the beast. That's why I always say, don't ever get too attached to players <laughs> because they're they're tradable commodities, commodities because that's the, the nature of the business. The NBA is a business at the end of the day, and it happens. You know, don't don't get your hearts... Uh, right. broken by you know seeing your fa- favorite player be traded away i'm glad you mentioned lonnie walker that's another thing i want to see in the second half is how is he going to play to prove himself a contract whether it's in san antonio or elsewhere you know he is you know going to be entering restricted free agency after the season's over is he doing enough to warrant the spurs to think that he should stay and be part of this uh, developing rebuilding team or do the Spurs say, you know what, Lonnie, Joe, Joe, as you mentioned, you know, maybe it's good that we part ways, you know, go spread your wings elsewhere. You know, I think that needs to be um, in focus for the Spurs moving forward when the season resumes. Now, look, since the trade has gone down, he's been playing a lot better. Uh, you know, he's looking like he's a little more free, you know, up and down pace, you know, but we'll see if that sustains in the second half of the season. Joe, how critical is this second half of the season for Lonnie Walker? I, I think we've already reached the point of no return for Lonnie Walker. I wow. Mean, wow. He, he, this is his contract year, right? Mm-hmm. This is the end for him. Uh, that's his contract's going to expire at the end of the season. I think he should have done more in the beginning of the season and really show why the Spurs should have considered keeping him or extending him. Um, at this point, you know, he still has great games here and there, but it's just never really panned out where he's, a very consistent player. You can say, you know what? Lonnie's going to give us a solid 10, 12, 15 points a night, you know, and, and really do some great things on, on the defensive end. There's been games where he's just looked horrible, you know, and, and most of the season he's just mediocre at best. So at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie, Jeff. And when you look at the statistics, uh, it shows you one thing that Lonnie's time here in San Antonio should actually come to an end. Quite honestly, you know, I, I think we've kind of uh, seen his ceiling with the Spurs and I think he can flourish, but not with the Spurs. He's going to have to go to another system. And you know what? At the end of the day, that might not be a bad thing for him. You know, I like yeah. the kid, you know, but it, it's just it's OK if it doesn't work with with the Spurs. There's other NBA teams out there that he's going to flourish with. And one final thing I want to see in the second half of the season, Joe, is just uh you know, Devin Vassell, I think I have my eyes on him you know, with with the departure of Derek White to Boston. You know, he's been playing very well as well. You know, I, I really think he could possibly be another big piece, quote unquote, that's already here in Spurs uh, uniform that the, the Spurs can pair with um, DeJounte Murray. Now, I know you're going to say, well, Kelvin Johnson's there, you know, but you're seeing Kelvin Johnson take his next step. Uh, since uh, halfway at this point of the season with a three-shot. Joe, you're looking at Devin Vassell. Is he somebody that you're going to be keeping an eye on to see how he develops in the second half? 
Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam as both pro and college hoops are underway. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Most definitely, because I've even gone on record uh, earlier in the season uh, with you, and I've even said, hey, adding Devin Vassell to the starting lineup would mm-hmm. actually help the team. You know, it yeah, gives yeah, them more yeah. balance. And lo yeah. and behold, they went ahead and did that. Now, the second thing is Keldon Johnson. While he shoots the three very well, the other thing that you got to look at with Keldon Johnson is his inability to knock down uh, mid-range jumpers consistently. You know, he needs to add a little bit more of that uh, to his repertoire, and he needs to make better decisions with the ball. He's gotten better with not uh, showing that tunnel vision as much, being a little bit more controlled. But again, you know, you need to go ahead and knock down that that mid-range jumper with consistency because that's going to open up the game, not just for Keldon, but for the surrounding cast, you know, his teammates. You know, he's going to wind up growing, uh, let's say, drawing so much attention that he's going to be able to suck in that defense and then kick the ball out to the open man, maybe on the wing, maybe he can get somebody with a backdoor cut. But needless to say, I think that's another weapon that he needs to add to his arsenal. Because uh, right now he's just basically a spot up shooter, you know. Uh, and and then while that's great and all, but you want him to get better. And as he gets better, the team will get better. So there's still some things he needs to work on, but he's doing mm-hmm. a great job of evolving. Yeah, and that's all you want to see from this team in the second half is just them getting better, evolving in in a, in a positive way. You know, as you you mentioned, closing out games and maintaining in leads. You know, uh, evolving players getting better. You know, Devin Vassell, Kelton Johnson. You highlighted his his uh, deficiencies right now. Lonnie Walker. You know, he's he's on the bubble. He's on the bubble. This is it for him. He could be wearing a different uniform next year. Uh, well, speaking of uniforms, we'll be talking about that in just a few seconds, and. And so much more. Yeah, there's so many storylines heading into the second half of the season for the Spurs that, you know, you can count like on your two hands, Joe, and, and both of your feet, you know, all, you know, 20 digits you got there. You know, DeJounte Murray, you know, will he continue to rise? You know, will the will the Spurs, you know, start toying with the idea of flipping some of these young guys in the offseason, the draft? You know, you're going to be looking at prospects out there. You know, what do they fall into the top 10? You know, it's going to be true to see, you know, the playing tournament. You know, playoffs, you know, um, Popovich, that's one big one we even talked about. He has three more wins till he becomes the all-time winningest NBA head coach in regular season wins. So there's so many things to look forward to in the second half of the season. And, uh, yeah, we want to hear from you. You can let Joe know what you think about the second half at Two Shots Podcast on Twitter. And, of course, subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Should be an interesting stretch run, huh, Joe? It should be, you know, we'll, we'll see what this team can do here. Uh, hopefully, you know, they can put on a good show and just keep the games close. That's my biggest thing. Just keep the yeah. games close. Show us that, you know, this young core is uh, growing. And again, you know, it wasn't about the wins or loss for me. It's just about the growth of the team as a whole. And if they can grow and they show you that, hey, we're growing as far as, you know, that that younger core, you're going to be happy for 
next season because it gives you hope. Hey, instead of just maybe flirting with 30 wins, maybe they can get closer to 40. You know, yep. it, it can happen, but you got to see the growth. So I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you believe it, Joe? The season's already coming down to an end already. It went by fast. It did go by fast, but Good you know Lord. what? I know once the season's over, everybody uh, breathes a collective sigh of relief. As it is a long season, Jeff, and everybody's yeah. like, well, it's over. So let's go ahead and take a week or two off and, and kind of enjoy and de-stress, you know, and then get ready for all the the rumors that are going to oh. be spinning in Jersey leaks and yep, all that good stuff. News. Yeah. And then you're never going to get any sleep. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know, we're just going to talk about our second um, half of this show. And that is uh, some news and notes to catch up with some things that uh, you may have missed. Joe and I love doing that. And one is uh, kind of an interesting one. And Joe brought it to my attention before we hit record in this episode of Lockdown Spurs is have the Spurs new jerseys been leaked already? Uh, Joe, tell everybody what you found out, and uh, looks like maybe fans are going to get a jersey they've been wanting for years. Yeah, and there's a, a source out there, uh, Casey Vitell, Vitelli. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Casey, C-A-S-E-Y-V-I-T-E-L-L-I. Uh, credible source, you know, when it comes to uh, jersey leaks, and he just released, you know, a slew of jersey leaks, you know, something that you might want to look at because these are leaks for next year and he kind of says which one catches your eye so you go to page two the second picture and lo and behold you have a concept jersey here that shows the spurs iconic you know silver and black george gervin-esque uh jersey you know that has san antonio on the front which a lot of fans have been waiting for especially me i've really been wanting this one so it looks like this is on the slate for next season and something else that catches your eye if you're a fan of the, was it the 1996 NBA All-Star Game mm-hmm. that was held here in San Antonio? And you liked, you know, the jerseys that had a, that teal color jersey with the jalapeno on it? Well, guess what? It looks like they're going to wind up doing a rendition of that for next season as that is also on the slate. So it'd be interesting to see how they're going to play this. Will that kind of throwback to the 1996 NBA All-Star Game uh, jersey you know that the the kind of mix that they have uh with that is that going to be the new city edition and what is this mm-hmm. you know retro silver and black jersey going to be is is it going to be iconic edition i mean what you know what are they how are they going to spin it either way both jerseys look very nice so if this is to be believed uh spurs fans are going to have something to get very excited about going into next season yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Again, we got to make it very clear. These are not confirmed by the NBA or the Spurs. Um, these are concept jerseys. You know, for all we know, they, you know, they can change. You know, still a long time to go. Just the ideas doesn't really come to fruition. But if this is true, yeah, I mean, I definitely love in the black old school hemisphere ABA day uniform with the word San Antonio across the chest. I think Spurs fans have been wanting that. You know, Joe, I bet the truth be told, I actually wanted that jersey ahead of any Fiesta jersey. I, I was thinking, like, if you really want a retro jersey, go retro, Joe. Yeah. No, I I'm, I'm totally agree with you. I've I've been wanting this jersey for, what, the last couple of seasons? Remember, we always talk about it, and I'm like, why don't they bring back the silver and black, the traditional George Gervin-esque jersey, you know, from that era. Yeah. With the San Antonio across the chest. I mean, everybody's wanting those. You can get bootlegs of these, but they're not quite mm-hmm. as good as the original, you know? And this right here, if you just go retro, even the court, giving it that retro feel, 
you know, maybe even have him play with the ABA ball, you know, I mean, or have the old. That'd be fun. Good idea, Joe. Good idea. It would be a lot of fun to have the old Chaparral logo on the court, play with the red, white, and blue ball. I mean, that would be a good throwback for us old times. Hey, hey, Joe, (laughs) let, let, let the players wear gold chains. Oh, no, man. Let the coaches <laughs> smoke on the sidelines like they used to in the hemisphere. Oh, yeah, back in the day. In the days. You hey, maybe, that. hey, you know, put the baseline bums on the actual baseline. You know, that'd be a fun. Yeah. That'd be hey, fun. You let players uh, have beers at halftime, too, Jeff. Those were wild no, times. Those were very, were very wild times. In other Spurs news, uh, Joe, you know, Spurs fans are still baffled over the fact that Mono Ginobili and Tony Parker were left off the NBA 75th anniversary team. Fans are crying foul. They're saying they got snubbed, that being Parker and Ginobili. Your thoughts, should they have made the list? I don't see how you don't <laughs> include Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. Manu, I mean, like, if you don't want to include Tony Parker, okay, I can kind of see that. But Manu Ginobili? Manu Ginobili yeah. is arguably your best six man, you know, in all of NBA history, he's up there, you know, and you're not including him. That's a travesty in itself. You know, the Spurs were represented though, by, you know, uh, George, the Iceman Gervin. They had yep. David Robinson out there, five Oh, yep. the Admiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was yelling at my TV, five Oh, five Oh, you know, <laughs> and they also had Timmy, which was looking very dapper with the, with the new hairdo that he has going on. Yeah. You know, and it, he was he looked hilarious. It brought a smile to my face seeing him on, on the screen. But with no mention of Manu, I mean, why? That it doesn't yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. And and Tony Parker, he should have at least been up there as well. And you your mm-hmm. top seventy five guards of all time. You're not gonna have Tony Parker in there. I'm just like yeah, I don't know. He was a big snub. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big they, they, Yeah, they both were. They both were because you know, why in the hell is Westbrook there? Yeah. Why in the hell is Dame Lillard there? Those are the, those are your two places. So if somebody asks you, okay, well, who are you replacing them with? Okay, well, Westbrook and Lillard, easy, done. You know, put their resumes together. You know, their overall body of work in the NBA. You know, it's clear that these two guys should go over, at least those two guys. It's just baffling, you know. You, you had three Spurs there. You mentioned TD, D-Rob, and Ice, you know. Why not, you know, fill it out? You know, those are Hall of Fame worthy. Mono's going into the Basketball Hall of Fame. I mean, he better be a lock, Joe. He better be first ballot. <laughs> you know, he's just a finalist. Tony, mm-hmm. you're likely to see him, you know, enter the hall. You know, and, and their contributions to the NBA were immense. Mono with the Euro. Mono with the golden age of uh, Argentinian basketball. The first wave. Tony as well. The teardrop. The the first wave of French uh, players from him to Boris Diaw to Rudy Gobert to Nando Nicolo, you know, I mean, these two guys ushered in different generations of French and Argentinian basketball into the NBA. So it just makes no sense. I understand why Spurs fans are flipping out right now. I get it. I get it. In other Spurs news, Joe, Lonnie Walker is going to be sponsoring free haircuts throughout San, Anto- San Antonio and surrounding cities. Uh, he is foundation, the Lonnie Walker Foundation. We're teaming up with Sam's Haircuts to give uh, fans uh, free haircuts, family, friends. doesn't matter. You just go sign up and you get a free haircut. Lonnie's really giving back to the community. He always does, doesn't he, Joe? 
Oh, yeah. That's one of the good things that you like about Lonnie Walker is he has a big heart. He's just a good human overall and does a lot for the community. That's why I like the guy, you know, but uh, when it comes to basketball, it's a little different. But maybe yeah. with three haircuts going around, Jeff, you can, you know, get you a haircut. Maybe we can get you to get, I don't know, like a little, um, yeah. we call it a um, mohawk. Like the, mohawk. No, 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 I don't want a mohawk. I, I want to get the Marbach special. Oh, you want the Edgar? The Edgar. <laughs> For those of you who are not in San Antonio, just think of Mo from the Street Stooges, and that's your Marbach haircut in San Antonio. And we can get um, you the cone to go along with it, too. You know, There the you go. <laughs> there you go. You know, I hate we're going to wrap up with this, but we got to. Um, this is just, you know, talk about being baffled about, you know, Manu and Tony not on the uh, 75 list there. This also will baffle you, too, Joe. So Tracy McGrady, another former Spur. Yeah, he was a Spur for uh, one season. Uh, went on Shaq's podcast and said that he should have been the 2003 NBA MVP over Tim Duncan. Shaq came to Duncan's defense saying no way in hell, but McGrady argues that because he was the lone megastar on that Orlando team in 03, that he didn't have the help like, like Tim did with Manu and Tony. Uh, he's saying McGrady said that he dragged that Orlando team to the eighth seed. He got a little confused during the show. He's at the sixth seed, but it was the eighth seed um, into the playoffs. He said, if you remove him from the Orlando team, that Orlando is just, you know, it's trash. He says, if you remove Tim Duncan from the uh, 03 Spurs team, that they still can make the playoffs. Shaq said, no, that there's no way they can. Joe, wh- wh- what is, what is McGrady smoking? His own ego. You know, I think he's just uh, feels that he was putting up a, to his credit. He was putting up somewhere around the neighborhood, I believe, 32 points per game. Oh, yeah. Man, he, was, yeah he had a good season. There's no there's no yeah. De- denying that. Yeah. You mean, yeah, he had a good season. You know, he was balling that season. Unfortunately, he just didn't have a lot of help, you know, and even though he was playing at a high level, much like we see what's going on right now with the Spurs and DeJounte Murray, it's the supporting cast that surrounded him, you know, and. With Timmy, I mean, Tim, he was a special kind of player. He could dominate the game, you know, more so, I believe, than than Tracy did in that 0203 season. And it wasn't it wasn't sexy by any means, Jeff, but they didn't call Tim the big fundamental for, for nothing. You know, he would do it quietly, you know, <laughs> and that's the beauty of, of his game, you know, is that Tim was just a double double machine. I mean, he he was blocking balls i mean he could even dribble the ball in the open court and kind of look like a guard out there great with the handles great passing i mean tim had i think more to his repertoire than than tracy mcgrady and and to tracy grady's uh, mcgrady's credit he was the more athletic player you know there's no argument there but again i mean I, i think tracy's just still jaded after all these years you know it's like it's okay tracy i mean how many rings do you have compared to Tim Duncan? Ouch. You know, Ouch. I went there. At the end of the day, that tells you all you need to know. That's why he's the MVP. And if I remember correctly, didn't the Spurs go on to win the title that year, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they did. Yeah, they won 2003. Right, 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 right. But um, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, too. Manu and Tony, they weren't all-stars yet. They were not all-stars at all. So I don't know where McGrady is getting this idea that Tim played along All-Stars because by definition, Manu and Tony were not All-Stars that year. They were still young. 
Speedy Claxton was playing over Tony. Manu was still, you know, young Manu for NBA standards, you know. So, uh, yeah, McGrady, take a step back. And I think Spurs fans definitely let him have it. There's no way, no way that McGrady should have won the MVP that year. As a matter of fact, Joe, he came in fourth place, I believe. Fourth place in the MVP standings. So, that year. So, it's not even he was number two. He remember he meant, oh, I was the second best. You know, nothing like that. He was near the bottom of the five. So, McGrady, it was so bad, Joe. He had to come and join the Spurs, at least take a shot at the at the finals, huh? <laughs> he was ring chasing that year. That's what he was doing. Yeah, definitely ring chasing. Uh, we are done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you want to see from the Spurs in the second half of the season? Uh, and you can let us know. You know, let me know on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Joe, don't be a stranger here. Tell us what's going on over at Two Shots Podcast. At Two Shots Podcast, we're working on a lot of things behind the scenes. And we're actually going to be recording this week. Uh, we'll probably, I'm trying to release at least two episodes a week, maybe some more, uh, but at least two episodes this week. And we're going to be talking, of course, about you know, the snub that both Tommy and uh, Tony, Tony, should I say, and Manu uh, got, you know, in that NBA uh, 75, you know, greatest of of all time. And, you know, talk about, you know, what's going to be happening for the the remainder of the season here as well. So, you know, talk about some other things, maybe Jersey talk and some other stuff. Uh, so look for that. And you can follow me at Two Shots Podcast on Twitter. It's all spelled out. T.W.O. Two Shots Podcast. Yo, what do you think of DeJounte Murray's play at the All-Star game? Oh, I actually released a poll about that. And I said, what do you rate him? You know, I went from an A plus all the way down to a C. Me personally, I got to give the kid an A plus. I mean, for him being his, this is his first NBA All-Star game, Jeff. He balled out. He he didn't look like he was shook at all. He looked like he was just living the moment, having a great time, smiling, you know, and, and he showed why he is uh one of the better point guards in the league. I mean, my God, Jeff, the the bounce off the backboard, the self alley oop that he gave himself, and the the dunk, and then the dunk that he had with one was it Lamelo Ball, uh, giving him the assist. I mean, he's just showing out uh, at the NBA All Star game, and he represented not only the San Antonio Spurs but the city very well. I, I think he did a an outstanding job. And in his first NBA All-Star game at that, too. So he deserves to be there for those that said he did not. And I hope he gets another opportunity to go back next season. Do you think he's a one-hit wonder? Oh, no. (laughs) DeJounte's just getting started, Jeff. He's uh, elevating his game to new heights. Uh, I can only imagine how good he's going to be next season. Uh, And at that point, I mean, my gosh. I mean, who... I think by him becoming an, an, a certified NBA All-Star at this point, maybe that kind of makes San Antonio a little bit more attractive and makes you know some players maybe want to consider San Antonio a destination now because they're seeing what DeJounte's doing, you know? He definitely has a lot of uh, like his colleagues' vote of confidence. Jamal Crawford, you know, there's his mentor, Draymond Green. Obviously, he gave you know DeJounte his spot on the squad. Lamelo Ball, you know, Rudy Gobert. A lot of there were a lot of good things said about Dejounte at the All Star Game, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he comes back. If I agree with you, you know, A plus, you know, seventeen points in twenty plus minutes, you know, definitely gave the, the crowd some eye pleasing dunks and some nice. Um, yeah, he should play defense. 
he played defense. They got a block, Joe. How, why is he playing defense at the All-Star game? <laughs> but nevertheless, you know, it was a really, really good showing. Uh, Joe, don't, again, don't be a stranger. Keep on coming back here to Locked On Spurs. We miss you here. I know the fans were getting a hold of you about where you've been. But he's back, at least for this episode of Locked On Spurs. So for Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Locked On Spurs.